calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi. Hi. Hi, Keegan. Hi, Madigan. I'm Keegan Winfield. I'm Madigan Haggerty. And you're listening to Your, your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. Hi. Yay. <laughs> and we're sitting next to a Christmas tree. Yeah, so you might get a little bit of uh, a Christmas jingle-ness. But isn't that just part of the holiday charm? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I Although, think so. Although, by the time people are listening to this, they're... It's gonna be like their trees are dead and gone. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be like springtime and yeah. daisies and butterflies. And my tree will be dead and gone. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, tree. Exactly. I'm also getting over a cold, so I think I sound a little sexy. Ooh, um, yes. Maybe a little, a little raspy. Nasally. Yeah. Mm. It never. I, my voice, I don't think, would ever be described as sexy, other than when I'm sick. No, that's in the eye of the, the listener. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I think. Oh, thank you, Keegan. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about today, Keegan? Um, okay, well, today is December 16th, so I think it was just a couple of days ago. Let me see, what's the date on it? Um, I don't know, but it was a I couple... I like it was maybe more than a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, maybe it was a week. Maybe Probably a week about ago. a week ago. Um, a week ago-ish, Time came out with their Person of the Year, which is actually People of the Year. Yes. And... Um, what better topic for a uh, feminist podcast? For a feminist podcast than the Times, what is it called? The Silence, the breakers? Silence breakers? The Silence Breakers. Just really, yeah, people of the year. So, wait, but didn't, wasn't, wasn't Donald Trump the person of yes. the year? And then this was kind of like their retaliation of that? I mean, I don't know. I, I look, Because it's the same company. That's kind of what confused me. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, I get it. I get why he was person of the year. I because understand. it's for better or worse, he was, you right. know what I mean? He was the most talked about person of the year exactly. last year in 2016, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So, I mean, I get it, but I think I still have not forgiven them for that. No, not at all. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I, it feels like a positive, even though I'm like, I know it's not no. a positive. It no. felt like it. Because someone who's as narcissistic as Donald Trump is going to take it as like... Yeah, no, exactly. As a positive mm-hmm. thing, and everybody who's a Trump supporter is going to take oh, it as yeah. a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, they were like, "Oh, see, time gets it." You yeah, know, like see, and so it, it made me mad, and I'm I've still not forgiven them for that. Yeah. Um, this is cool. This is cool of them. I think so too. Um, I love that they didn't just pick a person. Uh huh. I think it would have been impossible to have just picked a person. It would have been, and I like that they didn't just choose 
celebrities, although oh, yeah. they've been the ones that are the most talked about because people know who they mm-hmm. are. I like that there's been, um, I don't know when, I mean, we'll talk more about it, but the, the hotel worker one, for some reason, freaked me out the most. I could envision that the most, and that scared me. Well, I think it's something that I never really thought about. I, yeah. I, you know, of course, like, you always think about people in the service industry. I mean, I know from working in restaurants that um, that sort of thing is rampant in yeah. the restaurant industry. Like, that's something that I knew. I never thought about, like, hotel maids and the way that they do put themselves in very, like, they have to for their job, yeah, put exactly. themselves in the, like, very vulnerable positions where they could be alone with who knows, you know, like, yeah, exactly. um, and that's, that's really scary. So it's just, you know, women have to deal with this on a daily basis all the time. And then yeah. it's magnified whenever you're forced into a situation like that. Yeah. And what I liked at the beginning of the article, Ashley Judd was talking about how, um, there's nobody that you can kind of specifically go to in in the entertainment industry. Um, like she said, were we supposed to call some fantasy attorney general of moviedom. Yeah. Like, who are you supposed to call when the director is... I mean, I guess, like, there's the Screen Actors Guild, but it's also kind of like, what are they gonna do for you, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, there's no HR. Yeah. You know, like, there's no, like, human resources for your... I mean, of Hollywood, you know? Like, that's in charge of that kind of thing. Exactly. And, you know, to be honest, it's just something that's been going on not not just in this industry, but, I mean, it, in the golden age of Hollywood, when people yeah. are like, oh, it's the golden age of Hollywood, all the time. Like, yeah. the, all the time. Oh, like, there's everybody. a reason why the casting couch, like... Is a, is a known phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, and it's like, and that was also the time, too, where, like, there were no child labor laws, and these children, too, were, I think, just, like, kind of... Um, just used in so many ways, not just with like their work and their labor, but also just with the way that they were treated um, outside of the soundstage. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just it was a very different time. Like I know, like being a big Judy Garland fan, like um, Louis B. Mayer would always like want her to call him like her uncle, and it, there was just like certain yeah. kind of just creepy. Well, I mean, stuff. and he essentially like bought her from her parents well, which right. is also and, put like her, a, and put her on drugs and all the rest of that yeah you know, which is but, also a thing like which is insane yeah. you know nowadays we just don't even think about it like that but yeah that's uh, that's how people did it they just yeah. kind of like pushed their kids in and they were like okay it's totally fine for you to be alone with this adult like yeah. and him making all these decisions for and you and they and they had to be in in a very adult situation and they're you know just like we were growing up you know you're you're you learn that you're supposed to trust the adults around you and the people who are in charge. And if you're like, okay, this is the director of this movie, this is the boss. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whatever they tell you to do and whoever else is working for them, you're automatically going to be like, okay, if I want to be successful, this is what I have to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was actually a question that um, came up a lot when I was in school like when I was in acting school mm-hmm. like you know it was like a thing that like girls would actually like get around and talk about like what would you be willing to do for a part would yeah. you be willing to do that if, if like because it, we all know that there is a distinct possibility that that, that opportunity that, is mm-hmm. gonna arise oh mm-hmm. no I remember having really similar conversations um I want to tell a really quick story that I actually didn't even think about until we started talking about how there's no place to go 
Um, when I was on set for a show as a background artist, I um, was sitting, I basically had to sit in a church pew all day next to this guy I didn't know. And he was probably like in his mid 30s and he was an army veteran and um, we were sitting in a church and uh, I'm not the most religious person anymore. We started kind of talking about certain subjects Um my feministness was coming out and um but we like had to spend the whole day together he kind of got what i was about you know and he left to go to the bathroom and then he come back came back and he started talking about this girl in a way that made me feel so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like about her like oh she bent over and you could see her you know like it was a very but it was a very like descriptive thing and i was literally like imagine being in church on christmas day where like you're sitting shoulder to shoulder with people and there's also a film crew and lights and all this stuff i started panicking immediately thank god i was sitting next to someone that i had been on set with before and considered a friend um but i just like i got up and i went to the back did not even care they were filming i'm like they're not gonna see me i'm in the fucking back um and i just started freaking out and luckily when i came back he had left for a while and um at the end of the day i went up to i i was just i was in just like a state for the rest of the day so at the end of the day i like was looking around for just anyone that i could talk to and i just went up to like the makeup and hair people and i was like hey i need to report someone who made me feel really uncomfortable and it was like these two women and they were like, oh my God, yeah, we're going to find you somebody. And so they like took me and they found like the head like produce, like one of the like main producers. And um, I talked with her and she was like, do you know his name? And I did because we had to write our names with where we were sitting. So mm-hmm. after lunch, we everyone knew where they were supposed to go. And I had seen his name on the list. She's like, wow, you're really smart. And I'm like, no, but thank you. <laughs> um, and so. I probably wouldn't have been able to recall that, though, to be honest. Like, oh, I no. Ever as, soon that information. As, as soon as he started, because he started our conversation with inviting me to a birthday party of his at a club. Nope. Nope. I don't know you. Yeah, like, exactly. He and I, uh, weird. It was really weird. Like, I'm 25 years old. I was 24 at the time. I did not look 25 or 24 in my mind. And mm-hmm. I think to most people, I don't look that age. Why would you be asking somebody that you know is younger, that you don't know? I, it was just a very weird well, thing. Well, I mean, the whole thing to me is like also the way that he was talking to you about another woman, too, yeah. it's just like. It just shows the entitlement that these people have that they don't like you. You think that that's an appropriate thing for you to say to me, and, and like why, if you don't and even, even s- though we we've been having a lot of those conversations throughout the day about like just like my beliefs and things like that. And I was like, why? I think I even said to him, I was like, why do you think that's okay to say to me? And he just kind of like laughed because it's never not been okay. That's yeah. why is because yeah. it's we live in a society that is constantly validated that kind of like behavior right so they had i mean up until now which is why i think so many men are like flabbergasted and surprised and things because like up until now like in the current climate that was it was just the way the world operated and everything was always like catered to them and they didn't understand that it was as bad bad as it is even really good guys like yes they just they were blind to that like well and then like the other thing like like this was a 
way too long of a day on set. And I was sitting with my friend and we had like a piece of paper and uh, the little tiny pencils that you could Mm -hmm. like write your donations on like an envelope or whatever in church. And um, we were playing hangman. And I remember like one of the words I did was balls. And so he was trying to tell me that I was like sexually repressed because I Okay, thanks, Freud. I know, right? And I was just kind of like, no, I just like have potty humor and I think because I don't know and now I'm rationalizing I'm like maybe because I wrote that he thought that that would be an appropriate thing to tell me but in his mind that's probably how he was rationalizing it you know what I mean like oh this girl has this sense of humor but why why would you want to think that I want to hear about the panties this girl is wearing I fucking hate that word Um, it's just that's a gross word (laughs) it is and it just and like the it was horrible but I was so thankful this this producer lady was like he will not be working on this set again. I worked on that set multiple times afterwards and he was never there ever again. That's good. And it also, is really good that they like took you seriously because I think very often that's not the case. No, and I and I also was urged to call a central casting, which I did even though it wasn't a central casting um production, but I still told them about it and they put his name down and um it just sucks that when you when you like report that stuff, they want to know exactly what happened exactly what was said and when it's something that causes such an emotional reaction it's hard to say to repeat those horrible things that people say like even just saying the word panties just now yeah just makes you feel gross made me want to close my legs you know what I mean like just a very uncomfortable feeling and so I and I was like kind of just trying to give them the gist of things and they're like no we actually need to know like specifically what he said and the thing for me sometimes too is when bad things happen I block it out I don't remember what people said specifically I remember how they make me feel mm-hmm. so then when people are like no give me the specifics I, I get like anxious and well, overwhelmed yeah you know? I mean and that's another thing and it, it's while I really like this and I remember thinking at the time when I saw the um person of the year from time my first initial response was oh my gosh so great like so great and I still feel that way I think it's great I do also think it's difficult when and I thought this when I watched the video and I had like a really emotional response to the video actually like got me choked up I watched it at work and I was like you know crying I'm very (laughs) emotional in the morning and I always watch these sorts of things like in the morning um and so I, I I had a really strong powerful emotional response to it yeah but even with that when I got to thinking about it and when I watched the video and was, I was listening to what they were saying about how women need to, this is the time women need to come forward. We need to like take our power back. And yeah. I agree with all of that. But I think even making the time person of the year, the silence breakers is really hard because it's like sometimes people for whatever reason can't or don't want to. Yeah come forward with these sorts of things which I know right. it needs to happen it needs but to happen I'm, I'm grateful to the people who are able to do it right but there's a lot of women who for whatever reason or and men a lot well, of people and they do but they talk about that in there you know what I mean mm-hmm. like they're worried about their families they're worried about the repercussions or they just of losing don't want they just don't want to relive it or they you know? don't right but but I also feel like this is all about creating a different stigma around speaking up where oh for sure I hope so yeah where you know if you are in a place where you don't want to relive it or it's something that you don't want to speak up about, like that's totally your choice. But I feel like hopefully there will be a day where 
you won't feel so ashamed to begin with that people maybe won't get to that place where mm-hmm. they feel like they just oh yeah can't I hope it. so and I do think that that's going to I I think that that's part of what we're trying to get to, like where we're trying to move is, you know, for people to be listened to and taken seriously and, and dealt with, with respect and not re-victimized because I think we've been re-victimized because it is always like, well, what did you do? Like, what did you say? Why did he feel calm? like confident yeah. or comfortable uh-huh. to do those things to you or say those things to you. Like right. you must've given him some kind of signal, yeah. you know, and, and those things. But yeah, but I do just want to like mention and give my respect to the people who just also just can't. Yes. Cause like, I understand that like yes. not being able to, for just wanting to move on. Yeah. And you know, and, um, like I hope that I hope that all those people get justice. I hope that they are they're able to somehow, or at least like, are able to within their own rights, um, find on peace. their own terms. Yeah, yeah like yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Without, I mean, but not everything has to be this big media debacle. You know what I mean? If any, yeah. if it's just you know you working with a therapist or working with a friend or anything mm-hmm. and trying to get through. Yeah, Something I mean, I horrible. Think like, that I there think are a lot of ways to take your power back. Totally. I think this is one way. I think another, which is a great way, and I yeah. hope that I'm strong. You know, would be strong enough to do it. I think also being able to take your power back by being able to say, like, I'm not gonna let this like crush my life. I'm gonna, right? You know, but it's also I feel I like for do. me, and it's totally an individual's, yeah, decision. Yeah. Because for me, if I don't talk about stuff. It just creates this storm inside of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was um, like there's been things that like I'd never talked about and it just ate away at me for years and years. And like I'm still dealing with a lot of those things that I just didn't talk mm-hmm. about growing up. And I realized for me that speaking to somebody about it was the only thing that was going to help me move mm-hmm. forward. If you're the type of person that doesn't need that who mm-hmm. can read a self-help book or, mm-hmm. you know, do some sort of meditation. If there's a way that you're able to do that on your own, yeah. I'm jealous because I wish that I could do that. Um, yeah, but it I, just isn't, it isn't a realistic thing for me personally. I think for me, honestly, like, uh, and maybe it's not healthy, like maybe it's repressive, but a lot of the time I don't want to. Like, I, I don't, I just don't want to talk about it. Like, if it's something that's like, traumatic to me yeah I don't want to talk about it I mean sometimes I do like sometimes I'll I'll you know readjust hey hi home. he brought me chipotle what you didn't and, bring and me chipotle <laughs> thanks is the ta- are the tampons in the chipotle well I don't see them so they soaked, must in, be. soaked in salsa oh they're gonna be warm Ooh, warm, nice, tampons. warm tampons cozy have you, you ever wait? Have you ever used a tampon after it's been in your car for a yes. while? It feels Actually, great. kind of pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, Chipotle sounds so good yes. now. Did you get guac on the side? Yeah. Oh, well, we can totally eat guac and chips then. <laughs> just not while we're, just we're gonna, recording. I was gonna say we're just gonna be like crunching crunch, crunch. on chips. I mean, some people might be into that. What is that ASMR? Or- yeah, yes. Pardon the interruption. Your angry neighborhood feminist will be right back after this brief burrito break. Enjoy the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Like, I was like, is it too early for alcohol if we record at 1 o'clock today? I think, we have, I think we have got some wine. I'm gonna have a glass of wine and a cup of coffee. I usually, I'm, look, I'm not above that. I've done it. I, I, yeah, I usually have so much alcohol in this house, and right now I don't have any. And I'm like, well, I have like maybe half a bottle of wine. I mean, I have to say, I never worry about going without alcohol when I'm when I see you. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I always it's never have alcohol a concern. In this house. I think I've got like a little bit of rum and a little bit of wine, like right now. But I can't drink hard alcohol anymore. It just doesn't sit well with me. I just drink wine, or oh. if I do, I ha- it has to be just a very small amount. I like uh, I like me some whiskey. Whiskey is my God. Sorry, does, mom. I'm gonna whiskey, sound like an alcohol. Uh, does an whiskey alcoholic make right you frisky? <laughs> I'm actually thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, alcohol sure. in general, typically, um, <laughs> it makes me frisky for about and then sleepy. Like I was gonna say yeah, like, for like ten minutes. And then I'm tired. And I guess it depends on, like, if are we out or are we at home. Right. Because, like, it's got to be a window. Well, I mean, I can get frisky, uh, the urge to be frisky when I'm out. Oh, no, no, me too. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but but other things take over, like, having a really good time. Like, I, like I'm just like, whoa. That's usually me whenever, like, we're out. Like, See, we went out I last night and I was, like. energetic when I'm drunk, though. Oh, I like, do, I do. That's something, like, I just remember you, like, you were, like, already in your moment when you showed up to my birthday party this year. I was trying to get drunk. Um, and you were just like, we're doing karaoke. Like, we're here. Oh, yeah. You had so much energy. And when I drink, it just, like, I feel that maybe after the first drink for a little bit. And then but you then get sleepy. I get sleepy and my stomach kind of starts to hurt. And I just like, that's why I like getting drunk at home. Mm-hmm. I also I like that. getting drunk <laughs> and I like getting drunk by myself. I accidentally well, got so drunk. so do I. I'm I like, got why drunk is there by stigma? myself the other day. Yeah. You know, fuck that stigma. Fuck because that. it's unless fun. You, unless you have a okay. drinking problem. Or yeah. Do you, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you have disregard all of this, if you're an alcoholic, then <laughs> definitely there is a stigma. Don't you do it. Yes, don't do drink it. Drink alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, stop it because no one's there like to hold to you accountable. If you drink casually, yeah, and go I mean, for okay, it. don't do it every night. But yeah. like you know, the occasion. Uh, there have been times when Anthony's gone, like he's like wherever, and I will buy a bottle of wine because yeah. I know I'm going to be home alone and, and like just sit drink in the bath all. and like have a glass of wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it's nice. I watched two movies the other night. I watched Monster with Charlie mm-hmm. Theron, good. the Eileen Warnos movie, so fucking good. And then Chris was like, "I just watched Baby Baby Boss on Netflix." <laughs> 
Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's really funny. You should Actually, watch I didn't it. Hear it's funny. It's so fucking yeah. funny. I didn't. I thought it was gonna be stupid, and I watched it, and I was. Well, Alec Baldwin's hilarious. Oh yeah, I was just like I had all my pillows around me and my dog next to me, and I was just kind of slumped in. And usually, I kind of get distracted by my phone, or I have to be crocheting or something while I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I was just like in the zone. Oh. <laughs> I was at that point of drunk in the zone oh, where I was nice. just slumped into my bed. Oh yeah, that's good. You know what I did? I didn't recently? have to move. It was great. I did that same thing but I have you uh, okay if you have not seen Broadchurch you have to watch Broadchurch yeah is it like Broad City the TV show no 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 oh gosh no it but it's like okay it's it's a British procedural like crime procedural yeah and it's got David Tennant who is like Doctor Who yeah and Olivia Cole Olivia Coleman who is amazing like she's she's a great like English actress and um, it's just, it's like a crime TV show. Mm. And it is so fucking good. They just put out the third and I think final season. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it's so good that I went back and rewatched the first two seasons and oh, wow. was not bored, like rewatching it, even though I'd seen them. What is it on? It's on Netflix. Okay, great. Um, but I, so the other day I was home alone drinking wine, like watching Broadchurch, like all night, just that like episode fantastic. after episode of British people talking. Should we get back to the article? Yes, we should. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. Putting Taylor Swift on the cover bugged me. Okay. I totally knew you were going to say it that. It bugged me. I like Because I was just that. like, look, you did a cool thing this year. You did. Like, yeah. And I'm glad you did. And you totally deserve all the props. And yes. I'm glad you were included in this article. I think you needed to be. And I think yeah. what you did is really cool but and great. her being on the cover? But I'm just like, you... Yeah. I'm like, why? To me, it was just because like... Because she's the... Because she's everything right now i mean i I get i mean you know what i mean like that's who people want to see on the cover to be i mean just to put it yeah i don't know flat like that the people who like first and foremost this magazine they're a business and they want to sell the most covers that they can and that's why they included all of these celebrities in Mm -hmm. it because which i think is necessary i think they needed to do that and i think that right now who, what other female celebrity has that many people and girls of all ages interested in her and looking up to her and wanting to know about her? Beyonce. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I mean, as far as like what, right. what's being discussed in this article, which I'm sure mm-hmm. Beyonce yeah. has stories. Of oh her. yeah, but I'm she sure hasn't she come has. forward. I, I understand and, all of that. And they put Taylor up there because she is so relevant and you and I could probably have an entire podcast discussing Taylor Swift and whether or not we think she's problematic or not and I I, you know I kind of see her both ways I'm always going to be a a Taylor fan and I can't I see it both ways I do see it both ways I do think she's problematic for feminism but she's also helpful in other ways she she is she's a complicated person yes (laughs) yes she's she's not perfect and um but I honestly do think that her case was an amazing thing for me to read. I liked that she asked for a dollar. I think right. it's so. Did you read mm-hmm. that he gave her like this coin that has like a Native American woman on it that was no. supposed to be like a dig? How? And exactly. And and people are like, wait, what was that? What's the 
what's the dig? I don't get the joke. It was the like um, Sagagawea. Yeah, 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 coin. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sacagawea coin, and um, that was supposed to be some sort of dig or something, uh, which I don't understand. I'd be like, dope, thanks. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna frame I haven't this. had one of I'm these wear, in so long. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this on a necklace and wear. I it. remember when the when that came out. Yeah. Um, and it's a sidebar, but I remember when that came out, and I went to like I was going to Hawaii, and we were at a um. We were at an airport, like a small airport here in California. I think it was in San Diego. Like we getting on another plane yeah. to go to Hawaii. And I went and I bought something from the vending machine. And you got that back. And it returned. Like I put like a $5 bill in and it was only like a dollar what I was getting. Yeah. And it gave me four of those <gasps> coins. Like as my change. I was Good like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are great. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, dude. Total fail. Yeah. That's what you were trying yeah. to do. Giving me money with old white men on it is way more insulting. It's way more insulting. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I think that the reason that they put her on the cover is because she is such a prominent face right now in yeah, pop culture. I do Like, get Ashley that. Judd's not really, and, you know, Rose McGowan, as much as I love them, like, aren't really as relevant anymore. And as sad as it is, if they just put a bunch of people that nobody knows on the cover, like, yeah, a lot of people probably wouldn't go for it, which is sad, but it's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand. I understand it. It just irked me. No, like, I, I, I got I it. I, but I was also just like, oh. No, and as soon as I saw it, you too, know? you were the first person that I thought. Of, so <laughs> I was just like, oh. Can we talk about the fact that we can only see one woman? Yeah, I was arm? actually going to bring that up. I read an article today about it, actually, mm-hmm. and I... I think that that's kind of touching on what you were saying earlier about people who don't want to talk about it or don't want to speak mm-hmm. up. And I think that's great that she, I think it's great that they added that because there was a lot of people in this article that aren't on the cover. Uh-huh. And I think it's cool that they had something kind of hidden that was symbolic about yeah. this cover. Um, Do you think it was intentional? Yes. Because whenever I first read that, uh-huh. I saw it on I, I don't want to say I saw it on Twitter because I'm not on Twitter. I don't know why I have like such a aversion to like Twitter. But I saw it on Facebook post them. Yeah, I saw it on um Instagram. Somebody had Got somebody it. tweeted yeah. and then somebody shared it on Instagram and I saw it on Instagram and it was somebody like took a picture of it and then said that elbow is all of us is the rest of us. Right. And so that was the first place that I saw it. And then right. I started seeing articles popping up like Time did this on purpose and I was like, oh, did they? I think they did because why would they have a a I don't professional know. famous photographer? Mm-hmm. They would notice that, and they would mm-hmm. say, "No, we're not going to do that." Part. Yeah, because this, I don't think Unless this is it part of open. Does it fold? I open? was going to say I don't think this is part of a bigger picture. I think that's because that's what it looks like. Because there's a lot of those covers that fold right, open. Yeah, like the Vanity Fair covers. I could be wrong, but I don't up. think this is a fold open. Well, cover. and you know what? Actually, I did. Even if it was, I did stand in work for. Um, oh, I remember a, that. A cover like that. Yeah. Um, like that that was supposed to fold open. Uh-huh. And the reason why they needed stand-ins is because they, there was so, we had to take tons and tons of pictures um, on like the set and they, they organize it so that that won't happen. Yeah. So that like they can get it all like in yeah. frame. Well, that's the so thing. So that it doesn't is, cut it off. This so. is something, this is such a huge, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Time magazine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're probably spending so much time making sure that everything is like just so. Right. Yeah. I think that, that they. I don't think there's, yeah. I don't think there's any way that it could have been unintentional. I feel like it was definitely intentional. And do they, men- they don't mention it in the article, do they? They do mention her, so. but. 
No, they do. I think they do, do mention they? the Is it at the end? article. I think because they talk that. about her, they say that she is um, because of protection of her family and such. She's not oh. using her name, and I think they mention um, that she's on the cover. Oh, maybe so. I think they do. That could be right. And um, I think that's her. Oh, oh, yeah. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. And then they and then they show the back of her head in the photo. Yeah, that's um, right. And I think that they do mention it. And I'm glad that there was an article that kind of brought that up more. Yeah, that's that that is true. So I do take back a little bit about what I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause well, I mean, but you have to talk through it. Like I would, you know, if I was, you know, a person that didn't know anything about this kind of stuff, I would probably think the same thing. Oh, it was a mistake. Um, yeah. People are also kind of pissed off, I guess, that the women, the woman who started Me Too wasn't on the cover. I thought about that, too. Well, I mean, and I think that's part of what irked me about seeing Taylor Swift on the covers because I was just like, okay, but this is happening because of the Me Too movement. Like, yeah. the, the, the this being on the cover of Time is happening because yeah. of that movement. Yeah. And so it seems like she would be important to have on the cover. I am glad that they included her and I'm glad that they credited her because yes. I know that that was a fight. Because, uh, right. because when the Me Too thing happened, they were giving credit to some like white lady on Twitter. Yeah. Well, this is this is what I I kind of copied and pasted into my notes on my phone. It says um this is a quote from the article. This was the great unleashing that turned the hashtag me too hashtag into a rallying cry. The phrase was first used more than a decade ago by social activist Tarana Burke as part of her work building solidarity among young survivors of harassment and assault. So, it it's been around, like the phrase has been around for a really long time, which I didn't know. And I didn't know it either. became, well, was it Ashley? No, it wasn't Ashley Judd. Who was the celebrity that, that, that used it first? Um, and yeah, so she was getting recognition at first, but then luckily people found it's. Yeah, I saw it on, I think maybe origin. it was The Root. Like I saw a The Root article because they were pissed. Like, well, black people were pissed because yeah. they were just like, Hello. Once again, coming in, claiming, yeah. like, you know, even when she's been doing this for so long and actually, right. like, speaking and she's right. been wearing those, like, Me Too, you know, T-shirts. Yeah. And I loved hearing about how she started it. She started it because of, like, something that happened with her daughter. Yeah. Which, which made me feel, I don't know, I felt so good because I was just like, I feel like if more mothers could have this could kind say- of, like, open... Like, you could also just say, me too, honey. Yeah, it me happened too. to me. It yeah. happens to all of us. Like, you don't need to be ashamed. Exactly. You know, like, this is, unfortunately for so long, and I hope it changes, but unfortunately for so long, it's just part of being a woman and yeah, growing up exactly. female. Well, that's the thing. is like, I, I've had conversations with my guy friends where they get kind of, like, shocked with the amount of conversations they've had with women that they know. And I'm just like, Try finding a woman who doesn't have no, this kind it is, of story. No, it is literally everybody. Everybody. And the thing is, it makes me upset because, you know, I, I come from a very conservative part of the country. Yeah. In, you know, Missouri is a conservative state. Yeah. And um, especially southern Missouri. And so I see a lot of the girls I went to high school with who, like, talked mad shit about the Women's March and how they don't need it. And they're very, like, anti-feminist. And and then they, they see these, souls. like, these Me Too's and they're like, uh, uh, well, it's never happened to me. And I'm like, I guarantee you it has. Yeah. You just have such deep internalized misogyny 
that you that don't you even understand that that's what they're it. doing, exactly. like that they're treating you like that. And then they'll be like, well, I just don't want to be a victim. Like you're just acting like a victim. And I'm like, no, I'm just recognizing that this is a problem that doesn't, we don't need to be having exactly. right now. Like I, I was going to read one more thing that I read in the article as well um, that I want like tattooed on my forehead because I think it's so cool. <laughs> it says in France, women took to the streets chanting not only me too, but also, and I'm going to totally butcher this because I can't speak French, <laughs> Balance ton pork, pork. Me see it. Uh, it looks like balance ton well, pork with a C. Yeah, balance ton. I'm not even gonna try. Oh, sir. <laughs> I want to say it's like um, pork. Pork, maybe like pork. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know how to speak French. French. I've never taken a class in my life, which translates roughly to "expose your pig." A hashtag conceived by French journalist Sandra Mueller or Muller. Good. Expose your pig. <laughs> how dope is that? Uh, it's pretty yeah that sounds, it's pretty dope dude. that's so oh, cool oh man and you know what's something that like make fills me okay i shouldn't say it fills me with joy people are gonna think that i'm just like the biggest bitch but i mean it does a little bit when this started <laughs> happening like after weinstein and all this stuff started happening i was literally like sitting on the couch with anthony one night and we were watching i don't know like set late night seth myers or something like that uh-huh. and i was just like can you imagine the number this is before like all the other stuff, like before Matt Lauer, before yeah. everything else started coming out. I think it was like around the time Louis C.K. started getting heat uh-huh. or Kevin Spacey. I was like, can you imagine the number of people in Hollywood or like executives or like high powered men who are just like, fuck. No, that like, brings me like, pure yeah. joy. They're I just, hope they're fucking they're scared. They're just sitting there like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, and then, <laughs> this is the and, moment I never thought would happen. And, don't, and like, and, and I've heard people where they're like, Oh, like, well, now everybody is going to be, uh, you know, called out and yelling, like, what? I can't do anything right anymore. I'm going to, like, say hi to a woman and blah, 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 blah. Hey, don't be a fucking creep. Just don't and this crazy. shit won't happen to you. Yeah. Like, li- like literally, it isn't that hard. No. Like, it is, it's so not hard. It's not difficult to not right. sexually harass somebody. Exactly. They're <laughs> like, but what if I hug someone and they, why? Whatever. Well, why ask? are you hugging them? Did you ask? No. Yeah. Like, can like, I give you a hug? Like, it's not, you don't just And if do they're it. not comfortable, they will say no. If yeah. you're at work, don't just hug somebody. No. Like, ask for their permission. I don't yeah. know why you need it anyway. You, yeah. But like, if, if, if you're in a social situation, I guess. Unless you're all hug specialists and you need to practice hugging on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> if, if you are their boss even then ask I guess be freaking careful like just be yeah. like respectful of your employee don't, don't touch them yeah like, I don't There's like no reason being, to I do not like being touched by people that I am not close with and a lot of people way. see you know what's funny is like I'm I'm so not that way and I I never realized that that was the way that other people were and I'm like oh my gosh maybe I've made people uncomfortable because I go in for well, hugs all the time oh like, yeah I'm well, just no. like very I mean huggy. I'm I'm touchy when it comes to like personal situations mm-hmm. like even if I've just met you an hour ago but we've been having like conversation for an hour I'll touch your shoulder I'll touch your leg you know yeah, I'm, yeah. I can Tactile be touchy that way. with that mm-hmm. but um but not in a way where like there's a customer at work who will like touch my arm when he's talking to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm at work and you're a customer. Like that to, to me, me is that's weird. weird. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but if I'm like at a party and I met someone and I'm gonna give them a hug goodbye or something, then that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I do me, know people who don't because I I went to brunch with some girlfriends uh, last weekend. I want to say I don't know. Time is moving at a weird 
way. I feel you. It's almost um, Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and like they were talking about it and like one of my friends was like, oh, I, I don't like being like hugged or touched. Yeah. Like, uh, and I was like, oh, really? Because like when I meet someone new, I'm like, hey. Yeah. Like I go in for the hug all the time and I'm yeah. like, oh man, I probably make people feel uncomfortable because like. And but you know what? Now I know. <laughs> like I know. I'm like I usually right. fucking and ask people or like handshake, you know? Yeah. Like And some people don't even like that. I mean, I think I might have denied a handshake a bit ago. I don't remember what the situation was, but I remember being like conscious of me being like, "Oh, was I being rude?" with them being like, "No, I didn't want to shake their hand." Oh, I was meeting somebody new. I don't remember what it was, but like it kind of seemed like they wanted to do some sort of physical introduction and I just didn't really want it. I didn't feel like yeah. it. I wasn't in the mood, so yeah. I just didn't. And you do absolutely that. have the right to not be touched if you don't want to be touched. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's a cultural shift that needs to happen for everyone. Like for yeah. me, it, for me too. Like I everybody needs to like acknowledge that some people and don't want to be touched where and- if someone uh, makes an allegation about being touched at a time that they didn't like, then it's that person's responsibility to be like, oh, I'm kind of a huggy, touchy person. I mean, unless it's a completely inappropriate touch. If it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a hug or something, I don't know. At least they can be, they can acknowledge the fact that they didn't realize that what they were doing was inappropriate. Now, when it comes to groping or back massages mm-hmm. or things like that, well, I mean, that's different. And I but think I mean, also you need to recognize the power balance too. Because totally. for me, it's just like, yes, maybe I've made somebody like feeling like a girl I've met at a party that I didn't know and I went and I hugged her. But you're also not their boss. We, Yeah, our power balance is... There is no like power imbalance there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not quite the same thing. I'm not abusing my power in that situation. Yeah. You know, you just and, and honestly, if you did tell me like, oh no, no, I don't I don't hug, I would be like, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like my bad, sorry. You yeah, know, like it's totally. not like I wouldn't even think you were rude. I would just be like, Oh, you know, some people aren't huggers. Like it's yeah. just not the way that they are. Exactly. Um, but you need to be really conscious of your power balance totally. like if you are someone's boss you just don't need to hug them nope. like you know you just don't need to do it there's nope. no reason you know like nope. and i uh recently unfriended somebody on facebook who we went to school with um and i unfriended him because he oh my gosh i took a screenshot of it i wonder if i can find it i want to know who it is um okay i'm gonna read this to you because I found it. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll show it to you so you can see who, who it is. Okay, I'm very excited I, I to don't, see who I it is. I don't know if you... He was... He started at the same time I started, but I'm sure you would have met it. Like, I'm everyone sure. knew Everybody each, knows other, each other. Right? Um, if a guy hits on a lady, it's not sexual harassment. If guys stop approaching women, then it's up to the ladies to approach the man. But a sexual predator is a sexual predator, and they deserve to be dealt with appropriately. But there is a fine line. Always a but. I'm not against the... Uh, then we take a turn. Okay, we're we about take to take a, a turn. Take a hard turn. I'm not against the LGBT community, oh, but no. I am hashtag procreation. Why can't people believe what they believe, but also stay in their perspective lane? Everybody's shoving their agenda down every uh, each other's throats. Just be and let everybody else be. That's one of them. That is one of them. And then he also shared a tweet that he made. Can we, you just, like, share, like, what what do I look like right now? What am I doing? Um, Madigan has her elbows on the table and her forehead in both of her hands. 
and her eyes closed. I can't. I'm just trying. <laughs> she looks like she just literally cannot at I the moment. Literally, <laughs> it looks like you I have just, a migraine. It hurts. It, I do. It hurts me. It hurts me physically. Oh well, bear down. Okay, because I'm ready. I'm he ready. also shared this. This. This is what. Fully, Go expose the pig. Expose the pig. He said. <laughs> We are in a time where the heterosexual male is being demonized. <gasps> Hashtag heterosexual male lives matter. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, man, I was like, no. what? Hey there, listeners. Keegan here. Did you know that our girl Madigan is coming out with her own adult coloring book? The inappropriate coloring book is chock full of feminist slogans, curse words, and potty humor, all framed by Madigan's awesome hand-drawn designs. The full book isn't available just yet, but if you'd like to purchase individual prints or just check out what's to come, follow the Instagram page at the inappropriate coloring book, or check out her Etsy page at etsy.com slash shop slash be more inappropriate. I honestly do feel like the earlier 2000s were like a, just five years ago I feel like it was like a totally different world totally different like world. it was not at all like my fashion I choices s- were oh. so wrong yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> me 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 too oh I mean, my if, god I looked so fucking if bad we're just gonna if we're just gonna look at like Lord, you know, from I high school till now horrible yeah I mean and um, that's a good representation of how things have changed just in yeah, general, yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah yeah oh god like everything about my life was was a mess but but also just the world was different it was like totally we put up with so much I put up with so much shit from people back then that I would not put up with now like the way that people like men felt comfortable talking back then I feel like if they tried to pull that shit now like people would be I think women feel way more empowered now to be like "Uh uh-uh shut that shit yeah shut it down like we're not doing that and it's funny so I I did um audience work for a for Steve Harvey show Mm -hmm. with my friend Sean and we were we were talking in the car on our way to Umami Burger and he was kind of like oh like this is why you feel so passionately about these things and he was and he was like Oh, yeah, because you don't just, like, wake up one morning and decide you're going to be, like, a hardcore feminist. And I was like, you should. <laughs> like, um, it'd be great if people just woke up one morning yeah. and, and decided they wanted to be as, like, passionate as I feel I am the, about these things. But for a lot of people and for me, like, it's nice that people see, like, okay, there's a reason why people feel this strongly about it. It's not like we're just pulling things out of our ass. Well, yeah. And, like, want to and wanna be heard. Um, which but, I think is great. Like, you know, that's why I like talking to my guy friends about this stuff a lot because I feel like it makes them see yeah, a little bit more about what the, I'm about and what other women are about as the well. The sad truth of it is for most women, unless you were raised in a household that just promoted those ideals, like from birth, mm-hmm. like for most women, there it, has to be it a takes, point. yeah, it takes a lot of really shitty experiences that make you want to be like, okay, what's really going on here? Why do I feel the way I feel? And then for me, that, that that's that's kind of how I felt. And then I yeah. started reading, and, and it I was took like, distance for me, it wasn't like an automatic kind of thing for me. And I think I also was like. Starting to kind of get my beliefs, but I wasn't able to see the mess that I was in. And then once I was able to kind of get some distance, the angrier I got about it and the more I felt like I had to just like fucking rage about everything. 
Yeah, well, I think you just start to question, like, why are things the way that they are? Mm-hmm. Why have... You just start to question, like, is this normal? I, I, I questioned, have to be treated this yeah, way? I, I yeah, I questioned a lot, like... You know, growing up the way that I did, it, you know, yeah, you know, Christian, like we we were taught that like the men is the head, and then the, yeah. the you know, and then everyone falls oh, yeah. underneath that, and yeah. like that these are your and places you have to in just society. Kind of accept that. Yeah, I mean, and, and so because of that, like, yeah, you're gonna end up putting up with like a lot of stuff, but yeah. but it's for a better purpose. It's to, it's to make sure that society operates in a in a very particular way. And you believe that and, that was your role in order to be able to keep. right. So it was just normal, like, and like that's that's just the way that it was. Yeah, you know. And then I really started questioning, like, do I really believe that? though yeah like or am I really comfortable with it or do I just put up with it because right. I feel like because I have if, to because if you rock the boat then things are gonna then society is not gonna be as stable as we right or you're just is. not a good girl if you if you yeah if you hold these views right you know it's very anti-feminist like I, I grew up with a lot of very anti-feminist views which was like yep. very like feminism is stupid yeah. you know like it's it's dumb and then I, I was like no actually it's it's given me a voice. It's made me feel stronger. You know, it's, it's made me feel for me, at least it's made me feel like I have like a purpose and mm-hmm. a place and that the things that I've been through in my life were for some sort of reason. Mm-hmm. And that's why I speak about it. And that's why I'm so proud of who I am yeah. and what I believe in, because it's given me a, a good sense of kind of belonging in the world a little bit yeah it gives you a community and at the end of the day it's just about wanting everybody to be able to live their life the way that they want to exactly and and equality it really is and like that's like your feminism must be intersectional it must include everybody Yeah, yeah it must include everybody it's about race it's about class it's it's about about, gender yeah yeah like people bitch about the fact that it's called feminism which is you know hyping women up because women are the ones who have been oppressed yeah that's exactly right we can't just refer to it as equality first in order to bring it up you have to lift up the person who has been oppressed yeah you can't just go automatically for equality i feel like it just doesn't work that way it's called feminism because that is the oppressed group that we need to focus on and you read the most basic article you look it up on wikipedia and it's gonna tell you people don't want to educate themselves but that's the thing is it's gonna it's the easiest fucking thing to find is that it's gonna be more that it's more about it's more than just about women. It's about everybody. It's about everybody. And it because takes you two seconds on the internet to find it. It's about everybody because there's so there's so much toxic masculinity that happens <coughs> as a result of the patriarchy. It's all yeah. it, it it's all part of that. It's all part of that. I like My I idea that patriarch. I was yeah oh yeah. And it's all about that idea that I was just talking about where it's just like you're rooted in like the man is supposed to be this and he's supposed yes. to be very strong and the head of of the household and he's supposed to lead the family and like look that's great if that's the way your house operates wonderful but don't make it sound like all men have to be like that like because they're not all going to be and they're gonna like fuck themselves up trying to be like that yes exactly um (sighs) yeah i don't know i don't know how to end this we don't have like a catchy like tagline or anything no we don't maybe we'll develop one yeah I don't know if anyone has any ideas on catchy taglines. Bye. Bye. This has been Keegan and Madigan for your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Signing off. Signing off. Bye. Bye.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to our very first episode of Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We just wanted to do a quick mention that most of the music used in this episode was done by Lee Rosaveri, with the exception of one track by Kevin McLeod. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.